our new series, um, I Never Said That. All the things that Jesus never said. And we're going to conquer some things today. And today we're going to talk on the topic of forgiveness. Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So to begin, I actually have a video. Now, I need to say something about this video. First off, this video is 10 years old. So it's going to be a little grainy and it's not going to be the best quality, but it's, it's good. Well, in my opinion, it's good. The second thing I want to say about it is that I'm either going to hook you with this video or lose you with this video. <laughs> so this is a risk for me, okay? So I, you may love it. You may be offended by it. I am not sure. I'm not sure. I hope you like it. Um, but stay with it. This guy's funny. Um, you know, different leader, leaders approach the idea of forgiveness differently. And the method changes, but the message is the same. Am I right? Um, so about 10 years ago, like I said, this, this pastor you're about to watch came up with a very unique approach to the idea of forgiveness. So maybe you'll love it. Maybe you won't. But uh, in any case, we're all going to watch it. I'm glad you asked. We should forgive and extend grace to everybody else. No wonder Matthew says, and when you start praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who's in heaven forgive your transgressions. As a Christian, you've got to forgive. Now that said, and please don't get offended, the new F word in the word church is forgive. I'm going to say it again. The new F word in this church is forgive. Now that said, do me a favor, touch your neighbor and say, F you. God, I wish I had, God, I wish I had 25 people that say, I forgive you for whatever you said about me. Not just your neighbor, look down your whole row saying, F y'all too, go ahead and tell them. You know what, y'all looking at me crazy. Would you do me a favor? Take your phone out. Text all your exes and say, I'm at church. F you. Forgive you for lying on me and talking about me. Pastor, my mama don't like you. Well, F your mama. My family don't like you. F your family too. You know what? Jump on your feet. Snap your finger. Say, F everybody in here. God, I wish I had five people that would jump on your feet and high five six people say F you, go ahead, tell them, F you, go ahead. High five somebody else, say F you, yup, F you, yup, F you, F all y'all, F you. God, I wish I had somebody that would have a little church with me and thank God that he forgave you for all your sins and now you can forgive everybody else. All right. Well, that was the risk, and um, I have a feeling some of you liked it. So, Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. Has anyone out here been hurt by people ever? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance. There's a saying that, that people say there's two things certain in life, death and taxes. Well, I think there's another thing certain in life, and that's that we will be hurt. We'll be hurt by people. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, when we're on 
the playground as a little kid and we're standing in line for the slide and someone cuts in front of us, you know, we're hurt. Or you're in middle school and someone makes a rude comment about the way you're dressed. Or, or you're in high school and you answer that question to the teacher and, and it's the wrong answer and then everyone in the class laughs. You know, or in friendships as we get older, we're counting on someone and they're not there. They're not present when we need them. Maybe our spouse doesn't appreciate what we've put into dinner prep that night or we worked all day so hard trying to, you know, just make things work for the family and finances work for the family and it just goes overlooked and we're hurt. We're bypassed for a promotion at work when it should have been us. It really should have been us. These are hurtful experiences. We hurt and we hurt, right? Sometimes the hurts are big. Sometimes they're unforgivable, like a betrayal or a violation. There's secrets, there's abuse, there's things that are unspeakable. Gossip. Sometimes gossip just feels like the worst to find out someone's been talking about you. And the problem with hurt is that even though you may have not done anything wrong on your part, now you're brought into a situation where you're, you have to deal with it. Because your hurt hurts you. And forgiveness is our only escape. Have you ever been in a corn maze? There is one way out. Because they won't let you go uh, out the in. They won't let you do that. You have to go out the out. So you, you, you have to keep going. And you can't jump over the stalks. They're way too high. Um, you, you could never gain enough traction anyway, like if you were to run, if you were a good jumper. You can't go through the middle because, ouch, that would really hurt. Um, the rough edges and things of the stalks. Uh, you can't wish your way out. You can't close your eyes, you know, open them. Hopefully, you're, I mean, it can be terrifying. I mean, some people get in there and they're just like, I, I don't know where to go. I can't get out. They ask for directions and people are like, well, you know, you kind of got to find your own way out, you know, and things like that. And it's just like, this was supposed to be fun, but this is now one of the most frightening experiences of my life. The sun, how hot is it in there anyway? The sun is beating down on your head. You're sweating. You're exhausted. You've literally tried every way. There's no way out. You begin asking, you begin texting, there's no cell service. I'm just kidding, there probably is, but that would be really scary. But there's one way out. And no matter who you are, everyone has to find the same way out. Forgiveness is your way out of your hurt. It is the only way out. Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. See, we don't get a pass on this. So how do we forgive someone or something that seems unforgivable? The answer is found in, uh, or at least a clue is found in a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6, 9. It says, this then how is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. See, he's not just my Father. He's our Father. And that's the clue. Because when we take a moment to see others how the Father sees them and treat others how the Father treats them, to see our enemy, the one who hurt us in their humanity, in their sonship, as a daughter of the King, our perspective changes. 
if you've ever been in a situation or part of a church where or, or know of a pastor or a minister, um, there's, been, there's been many, unfortunately, that have been at the top of great ministries and churches and have had a moral failure. Man, that's hard to face and deal with. And we, we, can, we can look at them and we're like, how could they? Why did they? What, what happened there? And, and there's, there can be so much anger, especially if you had a personal relationship with them and it's someone that you trust in or maybe someone you, you followed and you listened to their messages and you'd been encouraged and challenged along your life's journey with them. And then you, this happens. It can be such a letdown and such a, 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 a hurt that can come on your life, an offense. But then when you take that moment to see that, they're a son of God. They're loved by the Father. Doesn't our perspective change? Our Father. See, the key is in how we see. We need to use our Jesus eyes because through his eyes, everything looks different. This perspective does not avert our pain. It doesn't lessen it. It's not likely that it will anyway. But the continual hurt you are inflicted, that we inflicted on ourselves by holding it, does because it stopped in its tracks and the enemy loses his grip because of how we see see our relationships with God or other children deeply matter to him you guys know as parents it matters to us if our kids get along or not like we like it when they get along we don't like it when they fight it matters to God when his kids get along there's intention on God's heart for us to live in freedom from hurt, offense, and rifts. Romans 12, 18 says, as far as it depends on you. Say, as far as it depends on me. Do your best to live at peace with everyone. <laughs> wow. Do your best. See, the starting point is peace. Now, I know sometimes situations take unexpected turns, and, and maybe you have no control over that, or maybe you do. Maybe you contributed to it. Maybe there, where there was once peace, there's, there's now chaos and now hurt. And, but in any case, we cannot afford to stay there. Matthew 18, 21 says, At that point, Peter, I like Peter. He was courageous in many ways and crazy in others. He got up the nerve to ask to Jesus. He said, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurt me? Seven? Jesus replied, seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. 70 times seven? Well, is, it, is that 490 times? Do we make a checklist? It means completely. He was saying completely, there should not be an unforgiving bone in your body. We choose to forgive. And in this verse, in Matthew 18, when he talks about how many times do I ever forgive, and Jesus says you have to forgive this many times, that word forgive in the Greek, in the original language, literally means to hurl away. Now we'll come back to that in a little bit. See, we are required to forgive, not just because it's the mature thing to do, not just because it's a good human thing to do, not just because we've been forgiven, although all these reasons are good, but because our peace depends on it. Our hearts need it, and our future demands it. 
There's so many people out there stuck in this corn maze and they can't find the way out from their past because they won't take the one way out. Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. Come on, we all know people who don't forgive. There's no hiding that sour lemon face. Come on, you know it. You know it, you look at them and you're like, you either grow bitter or better. There's many instances in my life where I've had to choose forgiveness. Many, many, many. There's many a day. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, there's many. There's been job situations. There's been ministry situations. There's been um, situations where my husband or my kids have been hurt, and now I need to forgive because I picked up their offense on their part. They didn't ask me to, but I did it anyway. How many know it's, that's harder <laughs> to forgive someone or hurt someone you love? And there's been, there's been people in my life that's also walked similar journeys and been hurt in similar situations. And, and I've always chosen to forgive because I can't, I can't afford not to. And I, I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that I could have done it better and I could have done it differently. But there's been people along the journey that I've watched that have been hurt in the same situation as me. And um, there was one instance in particular by an individual that hurt kind of a, a group of us. And uh, later on in our lives, Craig and I moved on and we, we moved cities and things like that. And we, um, we ended up working alongside of a, a man who had the same name as the person who had hurt us and our friends back then. And it didn't even like occur to us that this was a thing. Like we didn't even think about it. Like we're, you know, like lots of people have the same name, you know. And so we were talking to this, this one friend that had been a part of that scenario many years before. And we were just explaining our new situation and this person that we're working with. And he was like, what? You can work with a person with that same name? And I was like, oh, wow. Still holding on to that. You know, and that's how it is. We either grow better or bitter. You know, and... and it is our personal responsibility in those situations to take a hold of that and hurl it away. Hurl it away. Keep short accounts. Settle quickly. This goes with your kids. This goes in your marriage. This goes in your workplace. This goes in, the, in, in society out there. Someone cuts you off. Keep short accounts. Someone cuts you off in traffic. Don't hold on to that. Bless you in Jesus' name. You just release it right away. Just release it right away. Short accounts, long friendships. Long accounts, short friendships. So what happens when we refuse to forgive? When we refuse to re forgive, we become slaves to our own offense. Everything we do, everything we say, our interactions with others, our new friendships that we develop in our home, the way we are, are slighted by the edge on forgiveness has put on us. So how do we find our way out? Matthew 5, verse 23 and 24 says this, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. See, 
dear heaven, dad, in heaven, Jesus, God, he'd be like, don't be bringing me an offering when you're fighting. Like, that's messed up. He's like, that's just not the way I roll. That's just not my heart. That's just not what you can't, you can't fake it to me. You can't and be all this one way, but then you leave and you're like fighting with everybody else. Or like you're, you're, you're up here, you're worshiping, you're doing your thing, but then you walk the other way. You don't want to go down this aisle because that's where the person is. So you walk over this aisle and pretend to not see them. He's like, that's not how that works. First, just go make it right. And then come and give your gift. Have you ever witnessed someone in an argument or they're, they're mad or something like that? And then the phone rings and they're, they're like, and they're like, hello. Have you? I'm going to apologize in advance right now. But I'm going to put this out. And I, I mean, if it was just us in here, it would feel really safe. But I'm all about risk this morning anyway after that video. So I'm going to put it out into all the airways of everyone that's watching across the land. And my mother, she's probably watching. I know you're watching, Mom. And um, this happened a few times in my home. She's not like this anymore. She's so, she's so awesome. She's, just, she's, she's grown better, better through the years, but this happened a few times growing up when I was a little kid, and, you know, there'd be some disagreements in the home and something like that, and, you know, the phone on the wall, not the cell phone, but the phone on the wall would ring, and, hello, and as a kid, I was like, what just happened here? I thought we were all fighting. <laughs> Two seconds ago, we were. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. I can't do fake. I don't know about you, but I can't do fake. Honestly, sometimes I can't even look when I feel like someone's faking it. Like I have such a hard time because I can just see it and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> don't do fake. Do faith instead. See, God says, go make it right and then come worship. You're like, well, what if I'm not there yet? What if I'm still mad? What do I, what do, I do about, uh, should I just not worship because I don't want to fake it? I don't want to be hypocritical. No, 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 that's not the answer. That's not the answer. That's not what I'm saying. Matthew 5, 43 and 44 says, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So if you don't feel it, pray it. Don't fake it, faith it. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, while you're praying, while you're waiting for those feelings to come, those forgiveness feelings to come, worship. Worship before you feel it. Because worship has never been about feeling. So worship, worship, but pray it. And you, see, you're like, well, how do I know that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being hypocritical? Because I'm not supposed to give my gift. I'm supposed to make it right first. But I don't feel like I can make it right first. So how do, like, how do I juggle these, these things? These are hard. These are awkward. You know the motivations of your heart. You know you. You know you. So if you're up here faking it, you know you're faking it. But if you're up here with a pure heart, I just want, I'm just praying. I'm just believing that it's going to come. You know. You know. That's between God and you. It's not fake then. It's faith. 
See, pray it. Pray it. You don't feel like praying? That's okay. It's action before attitude. Do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. I don't feel like cleaning the house. But I do it anyway. There's a lot of things I do that I don't feel like doing. <laughs> I'm sure you can agree with that. If I waited like I felt like forgiving all the time, like I felt like praying all the time, like loving, like working, like making dinner, like all those things, there would be a lot of waiting. <laughs> a lot of waiting. It's not fake. It's faith. Our action sometimes is before the attitude. Your prayer may or may not change that other person. Your prayer may or may not change that situation. I've been there. There's been times where I've so desperately wanted reconciliation with someone. I've prayed. I've cried. I've asked. I've invited. I've done all the things, and it's still resisted. What can you do? The prayer might not change them, but it always changes me. See, praying is the place to start, and forgiveness is the place to be. Psalms 109, it says, my God, don't turn a deaf ear to my hallelujah prayer. Liars are pouring out on me. Their lying tongues are like a pack of dogs out to get me, barking their hay, nipping my heels, and for no reason. Maybe you've been there. You're like, man, I'm just being attacked. I don't even know what I did. I love them, and now they slander me. Yes, me, and treat my prayer like a crime. They return my good with evil. They return my love with hate. In the Amplified Version, verse 4 says, In return for my love, they are my adversaries, but I resort to prayer. <laughs> but I resort to prayer. You don't know what to do? resort to prayer. You don't know what to say, just resort to prayer. You don't know how to act, just resort to prayer. You don't, you don't know what's going on, just resort to prayer. Nothing me seems to make sense, just resort to prayer. Come on. To pray for someone who has wronged us is a choice. To forgive without the forgiving feelings is a choice. See, if we waited to forgive until we felt like it, it would be easy. It would be easy. It'd be like eating ice cream when you're feeling something sweet. <laughs> What's hard about that? Now, to pull out the vegetables when you're feeling like ice cream, that's hard. <laughs> that is so hard. Forgiveness is the vegetables, guys. We may not feel it, but we need it, so eat your vegetables. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. We choose to forgive 70 times seven. We have to hurl that. We have to hurl it away. That unforgiveness, we have to hurl it away like it says in that scripture. Seventy times seven, we are to forgive them. We have to take that giant awkward weight. I brought a, a giant, well, it's not giant, giant, but it's heavy with me this morning. And um, I want to show you what this could look like. So, if you have unforgiveness, someone's done something against you, you're carrying that thing around. And you may not feel it, but you'll feel it once it's gone because it will be a lot lighter. So this morning, I have this right here. And, um, okay, so it doesn't seem like a lot, but there's a weight of blanket in here. <laughs> 
Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's still not a, a lot, a lot, but it's maybe 15, 20 pounds, something like that, because I, there's a weighted blanket and there's another blanket in here as well. But this is what it's like. You're carrying that unforgiveness around, and it's like this, this thing, and, and the scripture says, hurl it away. It's like it would be so much easier for me to just, I'm just going to keep it right here. It's fine. I won't look at it. It's my unforgiveness. I'm not going to look at it. If I don't look at it, it's kind of like it's not there. And then I don't have to carry it around, and I don't have to do anything with it. So I'm just going to, like, leave it be. That would be the easy thing to do with it. But the Bible says to forgive is to hurl it away. It doesn't say to forgive is not to look at it. To forgive is just to pretend it doesn't exist. To forgive is just to, you know, go on about life and just not think about it. It's just to hurl it away. So literally we have to pick it up. And we, we know the unforgiveness in our life is heavy. It weighs us down. It, t- it takes away our traction in life. It affects everything we do. But in order to get rid of it, in order to get out, we, it's only one way out. There's only one way out. And it's forgiveness. So we have to pick up the weight. If you're not already carrying it, if you tucked it away in your room somewhere and you stopped looking at it, you have to pick up the weight. And you have to hurl it away, which is what I'm going to try to do and not throw out my back right now. I don't think I'll reach you, so don't worry. Almost. Hurl that thing away. Hurl that thing away. Andy Stanley said this. He said, in the shadow of my hurt, forgiveness feels like a decision to reward my enemy, doesn't it? But in the shadow of the cross, forgiveness is merely a gift from one undeserving soul to another. See, we don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. But forgive anyway. How many homes would be healed if fathers and sons just hugged it out and forgave? How many marriages could return from the edge of divorce if they just forgave? How many friendships could find reconciliation if they could just forgive? How many of us could be truly, truly free from the weight that that weighs us down if we could just hurl it away? Unforgiveness is a prison. Forgiveness unlocks that gate. There's one way out. See, God requiring us to forgive is not an indication of his lack of empathy for our situation or for our pain, but it is a statement of his love for our hearts. Dave Wills, he says, holding a grudge doesn't make you strong. It makes you bitter. Forgiveness, forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. Matthew 6, 14, if you, for you, forgive other people when they sin against you. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive yours. Forgiveness empowers you to set the prisoner free. The prisoner being you. When the choice is made to forgive, suddenly it just gets a whole lot brighter. It's like that way out illuminates. You're in that corn maze and you're like, I don't know where to go. You're crying, you're sweating, you're hot, you're, no one's helping, you have no soul service, all these things. And, and then suddenly it's like the way out 
it's, it's just like this glowing line. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> you just follow the line out. I want to end with this this morning. Psalms 89, verse 14. It says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and loving kindness and truth go before your face. Speaking of the Father, this is how he is. And if this is how he is, this is how I want to be. He sits on righteousness and justice. All the purity and right standing that is, is the chair of God. Just picture that. All the right outcomes, all the right motivations, all the right actions, that's his baseline. That's just where he sits. Mercy, getting all the good that isn't deserved, that's in front of his face. And his love and the kindness, that's his viewpoint when he looks at us. This is what I want. To position myself on what's right and what's just. In every situation, in every interaction in my life. To sit on that. And to only see through the eyes of mercy and loving kindness. In every situation and every interaction. If this is how I live, I will never find myself in a place of unforgiveness. Because Unforgiveness does not exist there. So what does your chair look like? Is it right and just? Is it offensive or revengeful? Or, or what does your face look like? <laughs> does it convey mercy and love? Or is it projecting blame and hurt, insult? Those are the questions to ask ourselves. Those are the introspective to ask ourselves today. I want to pray for us before I end and as I end today. But this is really a personal issue between us and Jesus. And, of course, we are always available to pray with you on, on, on whatever you need. But this specifically is like a personal issue. And if you have, if you have unforgiveness in your heart towards other people... Um, just, just a little bit of, of advice from scripture and, and things like this. And it's just to, to meet with that person and, and work it out first. And if that doesn't help, you can bring someone trusted in on it. But here's, here's something I want to say before you do that. If, if you need to do that, that, that's great. But if you have hurt or pain, like someone's hurt you, and they don't know about it, like they don't know they hurt you, don't tell them, okay? Because at this point, they, they have no idea. They're free from that. Now, if it's like a, a blatant, like they were really, really mean to you, then they probably know. But if it's just something that they did and you picked up an offense on it and there's no way they know that you're hurt, to, to talk to them about it brings them in on the offense. I'll give you an example of this. We were, um, Craig and I were interning at a church many, many years ago um, before we even graduated from Bible college. And um, there was a, a, a young man there about the same age as us. And he, we thought we were fine. We thought we were all friends. We didn't know there's anything wrong. And um, partway through our summer there, he, he came up to us and he said, hey, 
uh, I just need to ask you to forgive me because I've been really jealous of you and really angry at you and because just, you know, I, I just didn't like the way you came off and things like that. And we had no idea. We thought we were all friends. And because he then, and he was sincere, he wanted forgiveness. And, and we were like, of course we forgive you. But then because he told us that, we now had something in our hearts that we had to work through. Whereas if we didn't know, it, he could have just worked it out between him and God, right? Because we weren't actually hurt by it. So he didn't need, you know, do you know hear what I'm saying? So, yeah, just don't, don't put it on someone if they don't. But if they know, then, yes, go to them and reconcile. But we, we really want to be a people that just walks in forgiveness. Um, so let's stand just as we close. And I'm just going to... Lead us through, through a few things. and If there's someone that's hurt you, I'm just going to ask that Holy Spirit right now would just bring um, that person to your mind. Just, just go ahead and close yourself in with Jesus and Holy Spirit. And we just ask right now, Holy Spirit, that if, if there's some hurt, if there's some unforgiveness that we're holding on to, that maybe we just kind of put in a corner and we don't look at it. Be, and, and because of that, maybe we've forgotten a little bit about it, but it is actually weighing us down. I pray that you would just bring that to light so that we can make it right today. I also ask that if, if we have unforgiveness or hurt because someone who we love has been hurt, that you would bring that up on our hearts right now that we would be able to have the courage to forgive that person who's hurt the one we love. Jesus, I ask for those here that, that maybe we've personally messed up, we've made mistakes, we've done the wrong things, we've hurt people, or we've hurt ourselves, or we've hurt you, or we've lived ways that we shouldn't have lived, and we, we just are, are, are trapped in our own cycles, and we need forgiveness. I pray that we would have the courage right now to bring that up to you, to make mention of it, and to ask for forgiveness. And give us the courage right now to choose from this day forward to let righteousness and justice be our chair. And let mercy and loving kindness be what's in front of our face. That we would not ever be in a place to hold on forgiveness again. So, Father, right now I pray for everyone in this room, everyone watching online, that you would bring us to that situation, to that place where we are forgiving, where we are loving, where we hold no offense. No offense. I believe that it is possible to live at peace with everyone. As your scripture says is the baseline and starting point. Help us be that. Help us do that. In Jesus' name, amen.